With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hey, Sarge here. Oh, hey, Frenzy here. From the Sarge Approved Podcast up here in Minnesota. Yeah, okay. You're listening to the Showdown Podcast. And you better keep listening, don't you know? Fuckers. The Showdown Podcast presents The Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Vic Miller, and Brad Scott. This week's episode, Welcome to the three-time award-winning Showdown Podcast. I am joined, as always, in the evil lair, the Miller Zoo, by Corey. I've got the orange juice, Miller. Word. And uh, via phone, we are joined by Vic. What the fuck is juice? I want some orange drink, Miller. Okay, I want to make sure he was still there. He's in Delaware, so we never know if he's just gonna get taken out. And I, I am, uh, and I am Brad, crazier than Bishop Scott. And this is the Showdown Podcast today. We're very excited because we are talking juice, and we forgot to figure out what we were gonna talk outside of that. But who cares? This is how the show goes. Sometimes, Sometimes. we just wing it. Um, it's a it, it's our post popcorn episode, but we have a special popcorn episode that uh, you will hear soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll get all the highlights from our weekend, and we'll tell you all about it in that popcorn wrap up episode. Thank you to everyone that came out and supported us. We really appreciated it. It was a fun weekend. Uh, thanks again to Carl Doniger and everybody at Popcon for their hospitality. And again, you'll have all the details and all the happenings in our popcorn special episode. Check out. Uh, check that. Check out for that. Ah, I can't talk right now. In the next couple of weeks. Yeah, look for that in the next couple of weeks. All right, how are you, boys? I'm okay. I am fucking fabulous. All right, Vic's, Vic's in a good mood. Oh well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're we're talking juice today, and uh, let's let's all go around and share our experiences about when we robbed a convenience store when we were in high school, and then shot one of our best friends, Vic. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> How racist? Directly to me. Just- hey, you know what? I started with the black guy at least. Like I, you know, you got to the front of the line, Vic. That's just fucking affirmative action. So you're still not going to end up right. Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh this is uh talk, you know, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about Tupac. Mm-hmm. All right. This was Tupac's first big film role, and uh, kind of made him a crossover star. Yeah. Show people he had a lot of range. Uh, he was an actual actor. Like this was. People forget Tupac's thug life 
was more of a character and persona. Like he went to the Baltimore School of Performing Arts. He didn't go to a, a rough Vic's high school. I guarantee you was rougher than Pox. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see all, all eyes on me? Yeah. Hell, Corey's high school is probably rougher than Pox. But then again, <laughs> but then again, Corey's was you know learning to create fire. How to you know. How to draw on caves. Yes, very much so. Woman. Woman good. Ugh. That was his final exam. Woman. Gore couldn't get it right. He's like, woman bad. <laughs> woman good. <laughs> yes, Gore. <laughs> Wait, was that was that you excited or was that Herman Munster? <laughs> it was a little book. Um, yeah, but they talked about they talked about this in, in All Eyes on Me. They kind of this was kind of uh, of all the movies that he did, this was really the only one that they really focused on. They didn't really talk about poetic justice. They, they showed a scene from poetic justice, didn't they? No, I don't think they did, and I don't even think they mentioned it, which is a weird thing too. Because you know that was I mean they may have I think they did with they, I think they did mention it with Janet. You know, Janet Jackson gave Tupac the wrong phone number. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Vic, have you? Did you see All Eyes on Me? I did, but it was a long time ago. Long time ago, it came it out. Just like the came last out month. this month. The no, Tupac the movie that they did for him. No, no, we're oh, talking about the movie. No, they did. They did a, a documentary. Documentary. Oh, the, you're talking about Tupac Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The MTV yeah, thing where it was all interviews. Yeah. Okay. No, this is we're talking about the movie. That's why I was like, I know for a fact that they said something about there, but I wasn't going to say anything. But they should have called. Movie. They should have called this. Sorry, go oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it's fucking uh, it's it's uh, Rocky all over again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, watch the wrong movie. Uh, no, they uh, th- they should have called this uh, the Studio Lifetime movie. The all this was a me. Lifetime movie with a studio with a small studio budget. Yeah, they <laughs> they didn't talk about your favorite one of your favorites, Gridlocked. Didn't they mention- did they did talk about Above the Rim. They showed yeah. a scene when he was on set there. Yeah, they talked about Above the Rim, and they talked a little bit about this. But other than that, there's, I mean, well, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna show the the highlights when he was filming gang related with Jim Belushi. Well, no, and doing right. coke, I imagine. Um, what what was your thoughts on All Eyes on Me, Corey? Since you've seen it, I thought I thought it was good. I, like, I feel like the two white guys on this show should discuss the Tupac movie right. while the black guy sits awkwardly on the phone. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I thought I thought it was good. I didn't. I thought I had higher expectations, really, especially after coming off of, uh, after straight out of Compton. I thought that uh, you know this didn't was, have the same budget. Uh, apparently not. I, I didn't look. I didn't compare the two. Um, but it it was good, but it just wasn't as good as straight out of Compton. I mean, I think it relied a lot on the soundtrack because they have they'd have songs just come out of nowhere that would play. Not to say that they were misplaced. The songs it, were misplaced in the in the movie. But um, it's a good thing you didn't look at the uh, at the uh, budget because it's time for another round of. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey. We're not. We're not doing. No, Rick. No, no, no. You almost got me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had, I, easy, big fella. That would have been a good segue, really. But so, uh, yeah. I here's the thing. I, I I was a little dampered going into it because of the whole like Jada Pinkett thing. Yeah. But then I kind of realized like. Well, yeah, Jada, it's Hollywood. It's a movie. Like They've got to exaggerate some well, things. Well, yeah, because here's the thing. Okay, They've so got to be able to tell a so story. So you didn't know he wrote you a poem until you saw it in a book. You know what would have been really fucking boring? 
watching a scene where Jada Pinkett Smith reads a book. Yeah. And then discover, aha, or, Eureka! Or that there's just no closure, in the, as far as the movie goes, in the story with her goes, there's just no closure to it at all. I don't think there was in life, though, either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If oh, they okay. would have played it just like life, then it was just people would have been going, what, what happened with that? You I mean, it, 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 was, it was better than what I expected because my expectations got taken down a lot by what I'd seen people saying about it. I didn't think it was trash. I didn't think it was garbage. I think people were overreacting. The acting is cheesy, but they got the guy that played Suge looked the part. Yeah. The guy that played Snoop didn't sound the part. That sounded like Snoop overdubbing his own voice. That's what I thought. It never looked like that dude's mouth was moving. No. And I was watching, I, I went to the drive-in and saw it, so I didn't know if that was just me uh, because, you know, because I wasn't watching the you know, best. Tibbs? Yes, I was. Now that's just that's just that's just tips because they're using a they're using a fucking Nintendo sixty four to project that <laughs> shit on those screens. Um, but but a nice little Chinese callback, movie. a nice callback was uh, the actor that played Biggie in this is the same one that played him in Notorious. Oh no, no, that's why I tweeted. Uh, uh, really enjoyed the third entry into the uh, gangster rap cinematic universe. Yeah. Can't wait for uh, what I say. Can't wait for uh, Bone Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> or Guardians of the Harmony. Bone Guardians of the Harmony. Um, yeah, and then like huh, we're gonna get the Nate Dog spinoff. That's so great. I love that they're treating this like it's like it's a comic book. Yeah, yeah, that's it's kind of weird. I think I think it would be hilarious if they did it that way though. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, and then like because like Suge gets his own movie. Yeah, and then the fake Jada gets her own movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't even consult the real Jada. They just make the whole movie out of spite. It's just her being a bitch to everybody. It's just her slapping children with cancer. And they just, uh, they just start making up shit through the yeah. entire thing. None of that stuff. Happened. Well, that's where I was going with the slapping kids yeah. with cancer. Thanks for just pointing out my my joke. Well, you know, you never know. Spelling she, it out. She may not. She not may have done that. Sit. She may have done that. I don't know. Um, we no, she, they're. I'm sorry. They're not horrible people, but they're weird people. Her and Will Smith. They're weird. Think of this. The kids are weirder. Now think about this. What's their daughter's name? Uh, Willow. What's their son's name? Jaden. What's their names? Will and Jada. They named their daughter after the father, and they named their son, the son after the mother. Uh, it's fucking weird. Is that a black that's thing, Vic? Thing about that for you? It's just weird to me. Like it's it's a very no, that's not weird at all. At least they're real names. No, no, like okay, because to me, like when you name, okay, I'm a junior. I hate it. Not a fan of it. Wish I had my own name, but I'm a junior. I'm Ronald Bradley Scott Jr. I said the full name on the show. It'll never happen again. Don't ask. <laughs> it's that's my dad handing down his name, right? right. It's, which is pretty. Egotistical in itself. You gotta remember that Will already has a son. He has an older son already. Yeah, it's one you don't. Is his name Will Junior? Uh, yes, it's Trey actually, for the third. So he's already got a son. He's already got a son named after him. So Will Smith's a junior too. I think so. Yeah, Yeah, the son's the third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Still, don't hear very much about him. Still, he's the one they don't talk about. Okay. Okay, but then Vic. Can you name him Eric or Jack? Well, why did they want to Jaden? Why couldn't she be Jada, you know, Smith, and name their daughter after the mom, and then make him like give him his? 
I don't know. I think it's pretty egotistical to just be like, ah, we're going to name our kids after us, but we're not going to do it to pass down our name. So we're going like, to name them after the, it's not egotistical to name the girl after the mother. No, because that's, su- that's accepted in society, Vic. That's how things are done. Naming your kids, naming your kids, weird variations of the opposite sex of your name is fucking weird. I know plenty of people named Patrick after their mother whose name was Patricia. Honestly, you know what the thing that bothered me the most about, has, has bothered me the most about her recently? Like, this whole thing with He's the Tupac movie. That statement, isn't he? This whole thing with the Tupac movie is... is, is <laughs> let it go, Jada. And second of all, uh, when she was bitching that Will didn't get an Oscar nomination for Concussion, I was like, did you watch that movie? <laughs> I didn't know what the hell, where the hell he was supposed to be from. Tell the truth. actually kept changing the whole time. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Like it's not. It's not a good movie. Okay, it's a boring movie. It's bad. I still it's, haven't watched it. It's complete. It's it's so obviously exaggerated in a lot of parts that it takes away from the entire credibility of the whole film. And his accents all over the place. He did not deserve to to be in a. What they did was they rode the they rode that controversy around straight out of Compton, which people were legitimately like, "How is this movie not more represented?" People weren't saying it needs to be best picture, but they were like, how is this more represent? How is this not more represented? And Jada was like, yeah, that's right. Straight out of Compton's being robbed. And my husband should have got an Oscar. And I bet you all the, you know, I bet all the Black Lives Matters and the, and the, the, the Oscar wideout people were probably like, what? Wait, no, no, well, no. It's, We're talking about straight out of Compton and my husband. Well, it's almost as if her complaining took away from the argument that they had. With the actors, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Not it was a very, nominated. it was a very un, it was un, it, was, it, did, it didn't come from anywhere. They had no basis. Yeah, I, I, we need to swing back around to juice. <laughs> okay, I was trying to have content at the beginning of the show, Vic, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. We've gone from talking about Tupac to talking about Jada and Will, which is giving them too much coverage. Which is when our show is at its best. <laughs> there could have been a brand new Jada impression, Vic, that you just squashed. I was just going to say, the last time we were talking about this, you wanted nothing to do with this conversation. I'm just saying. Well, maybe. You know what, Vic? It's summer. I'm a little more tan. I feel I feel comfortable <laughs> speaking on these matters now, okay? I look brown. I feel a little more in tune. I'm, I, I, can always, I can always tell when I'm starting to get more sun. When, uh, when the more white people in Indiana start calling me a uh, terrorist. Right. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm starting to get a little t- color to me. This, you know, already. All right. Uh, okay. Well, I guess. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, let's do history. Let's get the British guy out. <laughs> you keep in a box. <laughs> I do. It's che- it's cheaper than flying him here every episode. It's like a British gimp. He says, "Let's get the British guy out the box." Excuse me, sir. Do you have a British guy in a can? You do. Well, you better let him out. That's a Pennywise joke. Corey, you recognize that? Nope, I do not. You can go ahead and leave all this in. Who cares? Come on, you should have said something about a horrible fucking spider making you forget all about it. Jesus. I'm just trying to forget about that movie. Don't jump at me. My dog is jumping on on Brad now. All right. It was Corey, Vic. Don't let him fool you. All right, here we go. This is now Corey's block to play after I do a Miley Cyrus impression at the end of this movie. Or at the end of this episode. Okay, here we go. And now, the Showdown Podcast History. Uh, Vic, kind of feel like we should start with you. 
I remember watching this movie back in the day. I don't really remember a whole lot about it until I rewatched it just recently for the show. Um, so that's all I got. All right, Corey, you got the juice now. Okay. Um, the first time I watched this was probably shortly after it was released on home video or HBO, somewhere around there. So, um, And I watched it a few times. Love the soundtrack. All right, I got the juice now. Um, watched it when I was a kid on VHS, rented it from uh, D-Rose Video, and loved it. I've seen it many times since. Love it every time I watch it. Every single time. Watched it yesterday. Loved it. Oh, no! <laughs> Hold on. Nope. We're rolling with it. This has been Showdown Podcast history. If he doesn't say his thing, Corey, I can't get him back into the box. Okay. Get back in your box. <sighs> you ruined it. There's a fun <laughs> thing I had going. <laughs> had to take it from me. All right. Um, so let's let's uh let's talk some juice. I got enough to go around. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, Vic, that's usually your cue to go into the plot, not sit there and let us have dead air for four seconds. Have we forgotten something again? Don't go don't push this on me, buddy. You forgot something. Am I going through juice? No. Budget? Oh shit! No, it, I don't know what I don't know what this budget thing you're talking about is, but it's time to play <laughs> Bankroll. You gotta wait for the music, Vic! <laughs> now he's gonna come back at me, right? Yeah, I see how this works. It's time to play Bankroll or Bust. Welcome, folks, to another game of Bankroll or Bust, where Corey, our esteemed failure for the days, uh, will try to decide how much the movie Juice actually made in its bankroll. Its budget was $100,000, Corey. What was its box? You get 10 grand. Wow. You get 10 grand leeway. I think this is the lowest budget we've had, isn't it? Blair Witch. Was it? 60,000. Uh, I'm going to go with 30 million. Hang on. Hang on, Vic. Yep. And you know what? Due to the movie. We have a special, uh, we have a special sound for Corey. This is what I think, Vic. Tell me. That means he was wrong. Was I right? He was wrong. The movie made $20.1 million in the box office. That's you know not bad for me guessing. You know what's crazy to think about? Is that I was close? No. They made this movie on the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Or where? Or was it really filmed in Harlem? Yeah. Okay, so on the streets of yeah, in the streets of New York with Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. Tupac Shakur, Omar Epps, and they did it for forty thousand dollars more. Then three white kids lost in the woods looking for a fake witch. <laughs> Not only that, but Queen Latifah, Dr. Dre, and yeah. Fat Five Freddy. Like, yeah, some of those were cameos, people. though. Still, though, man, that's impressive. Hundred grand. Oh, that's true. Hundred grand compared to okay, sixty grand 
three white kids go out in the woods and make a witch movie. Hundred grand, and uh, they're like, you know what? Yeah, give me Sam. Give me uh, Tupac. Can we shoot a guy? Can we shoot four guys? Okay. Uh, so Corey is completely ignoring the podcast now, Vic. So just me and you. <laughs> um, he left God me there. Did you see him, Vic? Like, just I left me this. there. And in real life, he wasn't even looking at me. <laughs> he couldn't even look me in the eye. No respect. He doesn't think he had the juice, man. He was like... There's not enough to go around. He was like Stallone. And I'm... I'm uh, I'm Michael uh, Booker's. God, Corey. God damn it! I mean, how easy of a joke is that? How easy of a joke was that to just leave? And God, you had to step all over it. Yes, I was gonna. I wasn't. I didn't need you to correct me. Saying Michael Booker was funnier. I stand by. All right. So Vic. Okay. Juice us up. You ready to get juicy with it? All right, so this movie, um, <laughs> this movie starts out. Uh, our favorite, the first introduction of the characters, uh, we see Q played by Omar Epps, Raheem played by Khalil Kane. Do you guys ever like that juicy fruit gum? Like the um, ones that comes in the yellow when I was packs? Younger, I did, but not as I've gotten older. No, huh? the one that comes in the yellow pack. Yeah, and... it loses its flavor after like two minutes. Yeah. So. And I don't think it's really that fruity of a taste, to be honest. No. Like, it doesn't taste like a citrus or, 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 or something like that. Or even like an island type. It doesn't have any. It just has a weird taste, right? Yeah. It's like they just had this weird flavor, and they didn't know what to do with it. And they were like, well, it's not mint, so let's just call it fruit. So here's, here's the thing about it. The whole point of that is it makes you, like, I don't know why, but whatever they have in there, when you chew it, it makes you salivate. It literally makes your mouth juicy. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever realized that. It sounds disgusting. That's what it does. That's the whole point of it. I never noticed that. I noticed when I would chew it, I would cream my jeans, but I never noticed that my mouth would salivate. That's weird. My my jeans would be soaked. What about fruit stripe? I hated fruit stripe. That's worse. It lost. That that didn't even have flavor. You know what they did? You know what they did? It's like when uh, somebody is too drunk at a bar. So what the bartender does is they put, like, they'll, they'll put, like, the straw with a drop of alcohol on the straw and put it in a Coke so that when the really, really drunk person drinks it, the first thing they taste is that alcohol, but it's just a drop. And so that, yeah, so then it's just psychologically thinking that it's alcohol. Is that legit? Do they really do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what Fruit Stripes does with their gum. They just sprinkle a tiny bit of flavor on the top of it so that when you first put it in your mouth, you're like, oh, yeah, this is gum. This This is really fruity. And then you chew it. And it just dissolves and becomes, it becomes like, uh, like wax, like candle wax. I had no idea that the bartenders did that. I really? They, yeah. Are you still stuck on that? Yes, Corey. Do they? You know how you do a pipette? No, listen. You know how you do a pipette? Like you, you grab the, you put the, the straw. You put your finger you on the top of the straw. Right. And it's when you do that, you put it in the alcohol, you cap it, and then you put the straw in the liquid. The straw actually doesn't release the alcohol. So when they take that first sip, it's like solid alcohol and a little bit of chase by a little bit of coke. At that point, they're fucked up enough as it is, and they just think they're drinking a rum. Yeah, they don't realize the it's, it's brilliant, but at the same time, I wonder if they charge them uh, for a drink, or they just charge them as a the coke. Yes. Ah, uh, no, 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 not all, not all. I know good bartenders Dude, that I won't. Was, I, 
I was a bouncer at a bar. They did that shit all the time. I'm not. No, no. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm not saying no. all of them do. It's not universal because I. The, no, it's probably not universal, but I know it's done a lot. That's cold blooded. Because the now the person I will say this, my friend that initially told me about this kind of shady. Uh, he would, he would, he would be nice. He would, uh, just charge them for a Coke, but he wouldn't ever ring it up. He would just keep, <laughs> keep it as a tip. He's like, I, I got to deal with the asshole. So, but no, yeah. Cause, cause when you're that drunk, all you're really like when you get, so when somebody hands you a new drink, it's just like, it's, it's you don't realize you're, you're not getting drunker. Well, no, you just, you take that drink and you're like, oh yeah, of course this is alcohol. Yeah. And everybody else around you is like, yeah. <laughs> done. Yeah. <laughs> it makes, it makes sense. Wow. You learn something new every day on the showdown podcast, folks. There you go. Um, so yes, go ahead, Vic. All right, so uh, we meet Steele, Jermaine, played by Jermaine Hopkins, and uh, Bishop, played by Tupac Shakur. Um, basically, they're getting up in the morning. We kind of see what their everyday life is, uh, their family, what their family life seems to be like, um, and how each of them interact with their, their adult counterparts. Um, and they head out for school, which they never seem to go to. Whoop! Oh, hold on, Vic. That sound means we actually have breaking NBA Miami Heat free agency news. It what? looks as though Dion Waiters is coming back to South Beach. Not only that, looks like he is going uh, the discounted rate. Looks like he's going to be making uh, $52 million over four years, which is just $13 million a year. Probably a backloaded contract, but still a good Good, good contract for both sides involved. He gets his long-deserved payday after a great second half of the year. The Miami Heat keep their clap, uh, their their cap flexibility, um, and they get uh, hopefully what can become another uh, overvaluing of his contract. He'll be he'll be worth more than his contract. Right here is literally going in, going to town on a fucking. Interruption of the podcast that normally he would be throwing a hissy fit at one of us for. If yeah. your phone rang or I got a text message during the fucking cut of the podcast, this motherfucker right here would be going wait. haywire on our ass. Wait, and wait. Not, and he does that shit without even blinking when it comes through on his. Wait, wait. Does it make a difference if, Vic, that wasn't my notification sound? That was me going to find the NBA on NBC theme and creating... A notification for our show of whenever we get NBA news in. So yeah. that wasn't that wasn't my phone accidentally had a notification come through and I just needed to ride it out. That was me choosing to interrupt the show. And thanks for thanks for interrupting something that now that this episode is out, that's two weeks old. Well, I, I people, you, you like Miami teams? I like one Miami team. The Heat. How no. could you not love them? Nope. You know what I you know what I like talking about juice. All right. So. You know what, Vic? You got the juice now. Hold on. Hold on, Vic. Hold on. Hold on, Vic. Uh I feel I feel really bad. Uh like but I I was so excited. I just I saw an alert come in. I was super excited. Uh so but Vic, that was that was that was horrible of me. So you know what? So you know what, Vic? I'm sorry, but You got the juice now, man. Go ahead. So, uh, as I was saying... Hey, hey Vic, uh, real quick, though, real quick. Would you say that I was crazy for interrupting you talking about this movie? Uh, yes. I feel like this is a loaded crazy, fucking bitch. question. 
Okay, I didn't know what the third sound clip was. That was just me checking it. <laughs> it's coming up later. Sorry, Vic. You got the juice now. All right. So um, instead of going to school like they should be doing, um, they end up running, running the streets of, uh, of Harlem just kind of doing shit. They're, uh, you know, trading insults with, uh, with, their, with rival, I uh, guess, uh, crews. Um, there's a Puerto Rican crew that seems to be after Bishop for some reason. Is this um, black kids? No, it sounds. It's kind of like. A, I don't mean like. Are they black kids? I mean like. Is this the, the kids? Yeah, the urban version of kids. I was gonna say the warriors. I don't think so. The warriors. Yeah. Nah. That far. I feel like it's way closer to kids than warriors. Urban kids. Yeah. What do you think it's closer to, Vic? Urban warriors or urban kids? I think Urban Kids is closer than Urban Warriors because uh, Urban Warriors is literally Urban Warriors. And I mean, <laughs> there's an Urban Warriors movie. That's just no, the Warrior movie. No, that's what it is. It's, it's no, what it is. about a bunch of urban city kids running around the city, fucking with each other. It's yeah, just you had all sorts of different gangs. And <laughs> there's a lot of white kids, right? There's yeah, but there's a lot of different white kids in New York. So <laughs> it's true. We anyway. saw, and one of them has HIV. Well, two of oh. them now, maybe three. But there was no guy with uh, without legs. So they're running around Harlem, causing problems. Uh, they're having arguments with other crews, hanging out at the uh, pool hall slash arcade, um, invading insurance officers, and uh, hitting on girls, um, and shoplifting records. And in, in, while <laughs> while uh, he distracts the girl at the at the counter, um, so basically they're just. Troublemakers. I, I don't think they're anything major. I don't think they're on anybody's real radar. Um, because when uh, when Steele does get caught by the truancy officers, he manages to just walk the fuck out of there. So I don't think. Yeah, I made me think. Deal. I was like, what are they running for? They don't want to sit in a room for a half hour. Like that's the big. That's what's causing them to jump rooftop to rooftop. They don't want to sit well, somewhere. I mean, you also don't know how much trouble they may have gotten into before, and they might. I mean. I guess it also they could call like parents. They could go to uh yeah, still seems like the uh probably the, the, the I guess less troublesome of the group. Um whereas the other two probably the real troublemakers and and, and we'll see as it goes on. I, um but yeah, so they take off and nobody wants to get caught by the fucking cops that goes on your record one way or the other. Doesn't Steel so, feel like the wish the or the uh yeah, the wish bone of the group, like the bone thugs in harmony, like the wish? He's like the wish. Miss my Uncle Charles, yo. You know what I'm Yeah. I didn't know that's who, who did that part. I don't want you to be silent today. I can't. I wouldn't be able to figure out who, which one's which anyway when they say. Which is the fat one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Steel's steel, yeah. Busy's the, uh, the light-skinned one. Crazy's crazy. <laughs> and then Lazy is the kind of the, the in-between busy and crazy shade. And he's a... Uh, shade? Like his skin color. Yeah, they're, all, they're all increasingly lighter. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Wish, or no. Well, no, Wish, yeah, Wish is probably, Wish is probably like your starting point, and then it goes crazy, lazy, busy. I knew, is by far the, the lightest. I knew the names, but I can never sit there and say, oh, that's so-and-so. I you just, know why? You know what? The fact that you don't know their names. No, I know the names. This is why thugs cry. <laughs> all right, Vic. 
they uh, escape the so, truancy uh, officers and yeah, they escape the truancy officers and they uh, they they go out to they they steal some records for uh, for Q to use um, for his uh, DJing his sideline of DJing um, and they end up stopping by a bar and uh, it's apparently Q's turn to go in and uh, get cigarettes for them so he goes in to get cigarettes and he comes across their friend named Blizzard who uh, <laughs> basically holds up this this uh, this bar slash um, I guess it's an old school uh check cashing place and uh he's like hey do you want a piece of this he's like uh you have to pardon me for a minute i'm gonna rob this place he's like you want a piece of this and q dips out and uh that's when we find out that bishop is really kind of looking to get himself into some trouble because he wants to go in and get part of it and get in with uh with blizzard on that and uh they have they, the rest of the crew talk him out of it and uh they take off for uh steel's house to to get something to eat and chill because steel's parents are never home uh, I'm sorry, listeners. I keep hitting the mic in the table. I'm sorry. I am trying my best. Yeah, remember that Are when you go back to listen. Too? Yes, he has been. <laughs> sorry, Vic. So uh, after a fight at, uh, so basically they, they head back to Steele's house. They chill for a little while. Um, Steele makes the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life, which is basically Schlitz, eggs, hot sauce, and bacon. And uh, That's what I had for uh, breakfast. It's turned my stomach. <laughs> but uh, they chow for a minute, and then uh, basically Bishop and Q get into it again. Uh, they start button heads, and uh, Raheem steps in because he's kind of the peacemaker of the crew. Um, he wants them all to stay together. But they start arguing because they realize, uh, I guess Bishop figures out that you know, they're not in control of their lives. You know, he wants to have, he wants to be able to do what he wants when he wants and have control of his life. But uh, they're fucking 16 and 17 years old, so they really don't have any control in their lives at the moment. But he doesn't think that that's right. Um, so he's talking about doing shit. And basically they, they, they get in this argument because they hear on the radio that the dude Blizzard was killed in a gunfight with the cops after robbing the, uh, robbing the store. Um, <laughs> your bird is like... Is I that picking up? Yeah. Oh. There's a cameo it's on this episode. Corey's worst bird. nightmare. <laughs> it was literally sounded like it was yelling Corey. I was like, it's coming. Just leave it. <laughs> Just leave it. They've already heard it. He's not like, like nah, it'll be even weirder if the bird's not there for the rest of the episode. Because like, did they kill that bird? Maybe. Or is there is there carbon monoxide in the Miller Zoo? Oh man. Boys, the parakeet has stopped singing. It's a parrot, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's the important part. <laughs> yeah. We have a love-hate relationship. All right, uh, so Vic? So, yeah, so they get into a big argument, and uh, and it goes on, and Raheem gets them to chill out and kind of shake and make up. Um, and then the next morning, uh, Raheem tells him, hey, we, need, we have a meeting. We need to get together. Uh, we, got, we have a plan. And uh, Q tells him, look, I can't do that. I'm, I'm heading to this audition for uh, this DJ competition that I'm going to be in. And he's like, cool, go to your competition and show up afterwards. We'll talk about it when he gets there after the competition because he does end up getting the gig, um, which is going to be that Saturday night. He shows up and they all like, hey, uh, we're going to rob a uh, we're going to rob that uh, the corner store, um, which the corner bodega is, is where they always kind of meet up. And that's where Bishop is constantly getting his ass fucking attacked by the Puerto Rican gang 
in the old band that runs the place who really didn't look that old to me. He comes out with a gun and talks about shooting their dicks off or whatever um, on a constant basis. So they're like, we're going to get in there. We're going to rob the place. You know, they kind of stay. Uh, Bishop staked it out and figured out the, the cops routines, how often they switch up and, and uh, what they should do. So they're like, we're going to go in there on Saturday night. He's like, and Q is like, I can't. I got uh, I got a gig. I'm going to be doing that DJ thing. And they're like, no, fucker, you're going to do this with us. He's like, I can't. I got an obligation. And they're like, well, then we're going to use you as the cover. So they all go to the uh, to the DJ competition. And then they break out and they go and rob the uh, the liquor uh, the corner store. And uh, when they go in, Steele's dumbass ends up saying Raheem's name. And... Uh, the, the, they rob the guy and fucking Bishop decides I'm gonna be a hard ass and I'm just gonna shoot him for no good reason and he blames it on uh, Steel for saying Raheem's name and that the dude knew who they were and he was gonna catch him he was gonna get him busted so he shot him um, and in that argument uh, Raheem got tired of his shit and he's like look you went too far and him, him and uh, Bishop get into a fight and he ends up shooting Bishop also He's just fucking gone gun crazy. He's start shooting everybody. So uh, they all take off. They go back to the uh, to the DJ uh, competition, and he starts spinning. And the cops show up like fucking minutes later, because for whatever reason they knew exactly where they were gonna fucking be. I still haven't figured that part out. Um, so they grab them, they take them in, they start interrogating them. Um, fucking bishop is a psychopath like i don't know what what do they call people like him uh psychopaths oh there's another name for it um sociopath. a sociopath <laughs> a sociopath he literally is just smiling like nothing happened like he just killed his best friend and murdered some dude and he's just like yeah I mean, it's cool i'm good i told the cops that he was doing some shit down in the basement of the kind of the thing and um of course, Steel is cracking like a fucking egg, <laughs> and they're roughing his ass up. They're trying to get him to to to, uh, to squeal, and he won't. Um, and he he actually holds on, and the, they they get a hold of uh, of Q, and they interrogate him. And he's just kind of like, I think he was more in shock than being an, an ass about it. He's like, I don't know, man. I haven't seen him. Like he was there with us, and then he was gone. He's like, I don't know. So the cops end up letting him go. And the next scene is uh, is Raheem's funeral. So his mom and his sister are there, and this is this is where the real sociopathic fucking nature of Bishop shows up. His ass has a nerve to walk up to his, to uh, to Raheem's mom, and was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about your son's death." Like all this shit, I was like, "Dude, that's fucked up," for him to just walk up and be like, "Oh yeah, I don't know what happened. This is a tragedy. I'm so sad," and he knows he's the one to fucking pull the trigger. Um. So uh, we get through that, and, and Q is, is steadily like, this dude's fucked. And he starts to distance himself from uh, from Bishop, knowing that he's fucking going crazy. And uh, at one point, the uh, Puerto Rican gang shows up and, and corners him again in front of the same fucking bodega that they robbed. Um, and the cops show up as they're starting to beat him up, and he's reaching for the gun. He takes off. And he chases down the leader of the Puerto Rican gang, and basically he's like, yeah, we got away. When the dude turns around, he, he fucking caps him. And uh, shoots him like five or six times and then walks off like nothing happened. So he's fucking lost his shit. Um, Q is just... He doesn't want anything to do with him, so he, he tells his little brother to tell him he's not home. When he, when they saw him getting ready to get his ass whipped, him and uh, him and Steel turned around and walked away. So at this point, Bishop is just like, it's it's it, I'm on my own. So he 
concocts a plan to basically uh, frame Q for everything that went down. And he calls, uh, he catches Steel trying to go home, and he takes him back into an alley and shoots him. Um, and then goes to the, to, goes to uh, oh, I forgot. Shit, you let me go through this whole thing without ever talking about uh, Trip. So Trip is the owner of the pool hall slash arcade that they hang out at, and he's played by Samuel L. Jackson. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie in the movie is when uh, he goes comes out from the uh, from the audition with Queen Latifah and gets the job. Like two minutes later, he walks past Trip, and he's like, he's like, yo, I heard you got that uh, DJ gig, good job, blah blah blah. He starts to walk away, and when he gets three steps, he stops for a second and looks at him like, how the fuck do you know that? I literally just walked out of there. And all he does is look at him and points at his at his ear. And he's like, I hear everything, motherfucker. And he just walks away. I thought that was like one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, so uh, he shoots Steel. He starts to frame, he starts to, to, to lay the, the, the foundation of framing um, uh, Q for everybody, for uh, Raheem's death and for uh, Steel's death. What he doesn't know is Steel didn't die. Um, he apparently just gets up and walks out in the street and falls over and they take him to the hospital and they actually saved him and, and he got it he got to tell everybody what happened to him beforehand. Um, so when he confronts uh, he gets ready to go to confront uh, Bishop and he goes and gets a gun first um, from this lady named Sweets and he's like she's like, How much money you got? He's like like twenty five dollars <laughs> and ironically, she grabs a, 20, a twenty-five out of the out of the freezer and hands it to him. He's like, "Are you Loretta's son?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Tell Sweet, tell Deborah said hi or some shit." And he's like, "All right." And he walks out with the gun. Um, so he ends up confronting Bishop, um, and Bishop is like, "I heard you got a gun." He's like, "Where is it?" And he's like, "I got rid of it." And uh, Bishop basically tries to kill him. So he chases him down. He fires like ten fucking shots at him, hits him in the arm once, and chases him into a house party where he catches him in the elevator and fucking Cube probably did one of the smartest things I've seen in a movie like instead of just letting the shit kind of play out and not letting anyone see that dude had a gun he just challenged him he's like what are you gonna shoot me right here in front of everybody he pulls out the gun and everybody flips the fuck out and like fights him like pushes him out of the out of the elevator and uh, now everyone knows that fucking Bishop had the gun so he kind of covered his own ass in that respect and uh they he chases him up into the uh up into the roof uh they have at it and uh very reminiscent scene from a movie another movie we've covered uh that had tupac shakur in it uh he goes over the edge of the building and uh q is holding on to him or trying to hold on to him and uh he's like don't let me go don't let me go and he's trying to hold him but he can't hold him and he lets him go and he falls into the darkness and you just hear a thud and uh he walks away and as he's walking away, we get that fucking freeze frame that drives me nuts. That's but your favorite. Recovered. But then they recovered because they then go back and start showing flashbacks of, of the, the four of them interacting and hanging out. So they covered it. Yeah, they, they, they kind of recovered that. But uh, it's a good yeah, movie. Just now, man. The soundtrack was pretty good. It kind of fit the, every of the actions that were going on. Um, but yeah, yeah not that. Just now, man. So that's where we're at. That's how the movie ends. You got the juice now, man. You got the juice now, man. You got the juice now, man. Okay. One of my favorite parts was a long time ago when Vic was talking, when they were uh, in the police station being interrogated, and the cop asked, they're asking uh, Bishop what, what he was doing in the club. I went to the basement for a little while. Basement. 
It doesn't do justice audio, but when you watch that scene and the the cop is so sincere in his face with like, well, what'd you do down there? You know, it's like, it's not like trying to just get information. It's what, what happened? What happened? Did, did like you get was, your penis? Like he was like really into the story. Did you toss it up? Was it unconditional love? Was there a gimp down there? When you left, were there so many tears? Did she feel like it was... Uh, you know her against the world. Was it temptations for her to come back to you? Does you oh, does she God. do you make her feel like you guys are two of America's most wanted? And when she gets sad, do you tell her to keep her head up and that I ain't mad at you because I get around California love? <laughs> <laughs> does it make her feel like the prince from Machiavelli? Um, so, first of all, did anyone else notice how? Badly, they tried to make, um, or how often they tried to make uh, Steel look like uh, Biggie. <laughs> oh yeah, with the hat, with the red and black lumberjack, like constantly, yeah, like the, the structure, like everything about him. They like it was like they were trying to make a little Biggie. No, nah, but to be fair, Vic, wasn't every black dude in in that? You know, time frame, the early 90s, trying to kind of just look like Biggie because they're like, oh, well, Biggie figured it out how to look fat and be a player. Okay, so first of all, yes, he did create a style that people tried to emulate. But if you notice that Steel was the only one that was doing that in the whole movie. So he's only fat one. He looked up to Biggie. (laughs) Uh, Well, here's the thing, though, Vic. Er Everybody thought Biggie was creating this style. But truth be told... He was uh, being himself. No. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> Did I step on something? Hmm. <sighs> did you did you step on did, did, Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Do you Did Vic, it not seem like maybe I was on my way somewhere? Vic, this is one of the things I like doing the Miller times with you. Because I, this never happens. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, we've got two comical geniuses sitting in the same room, so it's kind of hard to not step on I was, the other's feet. So, 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 so run, repeat your little joke there. Repeat your little joke, Corey. Oh, I, I forgot what it was now. Vic, you remember? Hmm. He said he said he was just being himself. Yeah. What's his statement? You know where I was going with? I was heading down the road of Biggie. Everybody thinks Biggie created this style, but really he was sewing tigers on his shirts and alligators. If you want to see the inside, he'll see you later. That's a Biggie verse, Corey. Going for the verse. From Sky's the Limit. Familiar? Mm-hmm. He went from ashy to classy. Okay. You couldn't let me have it. I'm starting to think he's jealous of all the attention the host of the showdown gets. <laughs> remember when we got that? Remember when we got that? That that like people that the, the one time we actually won an award where somebody listened to the podcast first and gave us actual notes and what they did and didn't like and were pretty much on the money. Uh, with like, yeah, you guys sound like you're recording in with a poorly placed single microphone in the middle of the table like that. Remember, remember the other one? The host is amazing. Such a great job. I think ever since then, Vic, Corey's been plotting. 
Yeah. He's like, it's he's all, like, it's all, it's all rounded up to this. It's a it's, long con. Yeah, he's he, well, he well, he he's gonna. It's like he's putting glass in my food. I haven't realized it's been happening until it's too late, and now my stomach's bleeding from the inside. He's been just stepping on jokes, right? Like, taking him away for that's his plan. He's like, you know what? He thinks he's so hot because he's the host, but it's all those jokes that make him so hot. I know. No one will get to jokes. No one will get laughs on this show. He's like a like in a, like in a children's. Like in a children's cartoon, he's the evil like laugh stealer, like handlebar mustache, black top hat. No just, laughs for anyone. I'm just sitting over twirling my mustache. No, but he'll he'll gladly set himself up right and left. Bam. Right. Beep up and scatting all over me. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't um, hooked him on the statement that he just made of two comic geniuses sitting in the same room. Thanks, Vic. I was hoping that would go unnoticed. Oh, Vic, no. no, no, you said it. It's not going unnoticed. Vic, <laughs> I didn't say that I'm too big to listen to the rumors. I just said that I'm too big to pay attention to them. <laughs> Lions do not concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. <laughs> I should be wearing an affliction shirt when I say that. <laughs> Like, one should just automatically appear on my body. I got to find a new douchier shirt, though. Afflictions. I don't think anybody's wearing Affliction anymore. Tap out? Is that the, just the next Affliction? Shirt? Yeah, but but then but then a lot of WWE wrestlers are wearing Tap Out now. So Okay, been, yeah, so. Well, you know what? When uh, You know what I would tell the people that told me that? I'd say, okay, well, when you win the Intercontinental title, by all means, buy you some Tap Out shit. Or oh, what? You don't do that? What? You work at a toll booth, huh? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> So, oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I come to the end of the movie. We we have, and I mean, what it all taught us was that. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Oh yeah, round and round. It's commercial time. You know what, Corey? Yes. Tupac was very much an empathetic person. Was he? He had a lot of feelings. Like, he felt for people. He took care of a lot of his friends and everything else, so. Maybe in his honor, his spirit, I should let you go first and not be a jerk and cut you off. So, Corey, in honor of Pac, go ahead. She tells me that she leaves me. Cries when she leaves me. Oh, my God. I was going to actually let you go third first. But that thug life has got back to me and you started singing. <laughs> Vic. Vic. Turn your bandana around and tell people where they can find you. Against all odds, you can find me online as MillerKing51 on social media. You can also... So find me uh, playing all games uh, anytime on any console as Black and Angry. That's B-O-A-Q, the letter N, and Angry. <sighs> All right, Corey. Yes. I want you to go ahead. Are you sure? And picture me rolling as I click like on Comedian Brad Scott on Facebook or go to Instagram and Twitter at Brad Scott Comedy or go to BradScottComedy.com and get them all in one place. Uh, also, check out the funny videos and check out at WrestleMania Pod on Twitter and Instagram. It's the WrestleMania Podcast. It's a comedians talking about wrestling. It's not pro wrestling talk. It's sports entertaining. All right, Corey. 
You don't recognize me. But you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at NKO Gonzo. I'm just going to play the angriest Tupac song. Go ahead. <laughs> As I said before, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at NKO Gonzo. Also, be sure to check out Vic and I's other podcast, the Miller Times podcast, where we review uh, TV shows that we've watched during the week and give us our give our uh, unadulterated opinions on what we thought of those particular episodes. Uh, you can find that on Twitter as well as at the Miller Times Pod or Miller Times Pod. Fuck, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Just find it. You'll 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 find it. I want so badly for my faux faux to make sure all y'all kids don't grow. <laughs> it's a lyric from this song. I wasn't right. speaking about your literal child, Corey. No, I realize that. In this in this showdown world, none of us have kids except for I do because mine's been on the show. Yeah, I'm the only one that's officially had a child. And even though we've mentioned them before, they don't really exist. Well, no, but nobody can trust you guys. They haven't been on the show. Oh, that's true. Get a little on the show, and then you know what? Maybe she, you know. Then she's yeah. in. It's she, just, she, it, she barely talks to me. You think she's going to talk into a microphone about a movie? It, it's kind of the showdown podcast, WrestleMania, Miller Time Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll introduce all these other characters now, the children. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, uh, they, call, they call it Teen, teen Showdown. And then they'll get Teen Showdown Go. <laughs> they make them all into fucking cartoon characters. Now. Yes. Thank you, Vic, for, ha- for being a true comic book person. Um all right. That's I, what the fuck am I doing? We have to go back into the. <laughs> Shut up, all of you. All right, here we go, Vic. Yes. Okay. So no, Vic. Three, I gotta, what? I meant. I meant. Here we go. Be quiet. I'm gonna start. The, that was just the commercials. Look, you said my name straight up. Like to like. Shh. So I can start Hail Mary so Vic, we can come Vic's, back. Vic's like he's got... I wasn't uh, saying anything when you said that. That's why I responded. Vic's got ADD. You just say his name. Okay, yeah, here's what we do. Okay. Let's just right into his spiel. All right. Machiavellian is Illuminati all through your body. The blow's like a 12-game shot at Welcome back to the Showdown Podcast. Corey has never been so happy to hear my voice. That is Hail Mary. This is a, a Tupac-centric episode. And of course, we were talking about juice, and so now it is time to find out if juice has the juice now. God damn it, he said it. <laughs> Vic, you go ahead. Does juice have the juice? Alright, so uh, my take on this movie, I always find it funny that you two are always the one to suggest these movies. Um, Watch it again, uh, I haven't seen it in many, many years, like I said. Um, Actually enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it wasn't going to, honestly, because I thought it was just going to be like a replay of a lot of the same, you know, urban, quote-unquote, teenage urban movies. Uh, But I actually enjoyed it. It tells a good story. Um, there's a little bit of action in there, uh, not a lot, but uh, it does. It gives you kind of a, a good feel for the different, you know, kind of people that are in those environments. So I did. I enjoyed it, and I was surprised that I was that I did. So I actually think it uh, it, it survives. I'm just gonna get right to the point. Juice has the juice now. It it survives. It goes in uh, to the Hall of Fame, and as we all know. When a movie survives, it gets our 
This is Pac. He's got that thug life. He ain't gonna, he ain't going to the Hall of Fame. No Destiny's Child. Well, neither did Jaws. Huh? Neither did Jaws. He didn't go on with Beyonce either. Yeah. Jaws the shark. It'll be cool. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. Uh, Juice goes into the Hall of Fame. Great movie. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, okay, so real quick, two things. One, um, since I got called out on this, Corey didn't watch the movie. That's why he didn't give his uh, Survivor Series results. And he couldn't have been happier and, and more excited to say, oh, well, since you guys already know you're going to put it in, just do that so I don't have to do more work. Um, so since I got called out on it for coming to America, <laughs> uh, I'm calling you out right now. Uh, Corey didn't watch the movie, guys. And then I I have been horrible this episode. Like, I mean, my content's been pretty good. I've hit some some funny stuff. But as far as like like physics, you know, the practicality of it, I've hit the mic over and over again. I chewed during, I think. No, not in this one. Uh, well, whenever the last episode was recorded. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I'm, I'm suffering a little bit of fatigue. I got a lot of work to do tonight. I got to go meet uh, somebody for work uh, when I leave here. So it's me. I'll be better. I promise. But this one, like, here's what happened, Corey. Because Corey was getting so mad. Uh, I wish you guys could have seen him. He was so mad, especially this last time. Um <laughs> It's like this, Corey. Sometimes when you have a bad shooting game, even in the third quarter, you just say, fuck it, I'm going to have a bad shooting game. We're back to the fucking basketball. So I just started chucking up shots like Dion Waiters, fresh new member of the Miami Heat. Well, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Fresh still member of your Miami Heat. So uh, I think, are we, is this almost, is this the show? I think so. Vic, is this the show? the show? It's the show. So Juice goes into the I'm Hall of that. Fame. And uh, you know what? For all those uh, movies out there. Oh, real, real quick. Mm-hmm. We actually have two things we want to talk about. Oh. One, each of us give what we think the next. There's three Tupac movies that we can remember off the top of our heads right now that are left. Uh, we have uh, Gridlocked, Gang Related, and Poetic Justice. I'll go first, which what I think we should be the, should be the next movie that we do. And I'm going to go Poetic Justice. You would think I would go gridlocked because i like that movie more but poetic justice i think has better music and maybe more interesting shit to talk about so that would be my vote Vic. um i'm gonna say gang related because poetic justice i don't feel like telling that whole fucking story (laughs) yeah but don't you realize then i get to play the song again by janet jackson like 80 times like they do in the movie (laughs) and then it's gonna become a great reoccurring joke plus okay so so Vic says gang related I say, uh, Poetic Justice, Corey, what would you say? I haven't seen any of the movies. I've seen a little bit Excellent work. of uh, uh, Poetic Justice, and, but I like Tim Roth, so I'm going to go with Gridlock. Ah, okay, so here's the thing that we want to talk about that Corey doesn't know about. Vic and I think we may have come up with a good like nickname for me and him. It, like, became, we became like buddy cops, and it's, uh, we, 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 we have, we have, we're not sure which way to go. It's going to be either... Uh, Mashed potatoes and gravy, or just potatoes and gravy. The reason I, I the reason I say there's a second option is because I worry that if we're mashed potatoes and gravy, it could confuse people and they wouldn't know whether to call me, you know, mash, MP, taters, you know. So I think potatoes and gravy has a good ring to it, and uh, I feel like that's a that's our buddy cop thing, like our lethal weapons, potatoes and gravy. I like mashed potatoes better. 
simply because uh, you don't generally eat regular potatoes with gra- you don't put gravy on regular potatoes. So- Haven't you ever seen a poutine? No. Okay, solid, solid, solid Argument. point by Corey. So, Vic, it's obviously potatoes and gravy. That's it. That's the official name. <laughs> if we could get some showdown people to create us some, um, you know, maybe movie posters or something, um, that would be awesome for potatoes and gravy. Uh, they're on the case. Uh, they're smothering it. And uh, they'll they'll get to the heart of everything. We'll figure, we'll, yeah. Bacon. We'll solve the case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so I figured we would, you know, close out this episode with, uh, uh, you know, like a little bit of, a little bit of me singing Tupac. Do we have to? Nah, you know what? You're right. That's dumb. Yeah. So he's gonna do it anyway. This has been the Showdown Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please go check us out on social media and iTunes and wherever you're listening. Uh, rate and review us. That would be helpful. Uh, for Corey Miller, yep. Vic Miller, yep. I'm Brad Scott. No relation. Thank you for joining us. You got the juice now, buddy. You got some juice on ya. Right there. Let me cleanse that for you there, Bishop. Pew! 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 Crazy, man. You know what? When you said that last time, I was kind of tripping, right? But now, you fight. I am crazy. But you know what else? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Steel. And I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. I don't give a fuck about myself. Look, I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. And you less of a man than me, so as soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be shit, so be it. You remember that, motherfucker. Because I'm the one y'all need to be worried about. Partner. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.